Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today by my special guest host, Jordan Angeli, NWSL analyst. We're here to chat about the NWSL weekend ahead of us. We've got week 10 action upon us and the UWCL final, the Women's Champions League final is here we're going to take a couple of deep dives on both of those topics before we do a quick reminder to subscribe to us on youtube also as a podcast so follow like and download and leave a rating and review so that you never miss out on a single episode jordan you and i are back at it buddy how you doing this morning i'm good sandra good to see you happy to be um a fill-in where we're like in the middle at least married these next two days so we're so excited for her but i'm pumped that i get to step in and chat with you as you just said there is a lot going on and it is going to be a fun packed women's soccer weekend i'm actually in north carolina watching the the soccer tournament so i've been watching the women's u.s women's team and um i should have been more prepared but the goalie for the women's team love it she might she might be putting herself into a spot. I know she's been in right. NWSL um, a little bit, but she might yeah. she might be playing her way into a spot here um, in NWSL soon. <laughs> Look, I hear you. I hear you 100% because I caught I caught some of those games yesterday uh, right? on the stream. And yeah, I, we're, for, for those who aren't aware, I think we're, chat, we're chatting Lindsay Harris. And, and she was, she did spend a little yeah. time. She did spend a little time with Houston Dash. So I mean, some of those saves though, out, out of control. So yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm glad you said her name because her, her jersey says hoop. And I'm sure that's her nickname. Yeah. But I'm like, I swear her name isn't Hoop because in my yeah. brain, 
Okay, I know what you're talking about now. She, yeah, she's been incredible. So um, there's a lot of women's soccer happening, just like we love. No, I, I, it's, it's, it never sleeps, right? That's what we all say. Never, never, it never sleeps. It's always there's something always on the, on the docket uh, for us to talk about and, and chat about. So shout out to everyone who's joining us, and 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 thank you for being with us this morning. If you're joining us live, you know we always have a our YouTube component with it, and, and everyone gets to react to what, what we're chatting about. So um, happy Friday, happy Pride. Let's talk some women's soccer. We're going to start with NWSL because we've got to preview some matches. We've got a full slate of games. As always, uh, I want to talk about Washington Spirit versus Racing Louisville first. Okay, this one's kicking off on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can catch all NWSL action across CBS Sports platforms, Paramount Plus. When we're looking at these two games, Jordan, got Spirit, who have mostly been in the upper half of the table to start this first 10 weeks of the season, going up against Racing Louisville, who have hit a pretty good run of form themselves, uh, but they haven't had enough for us to see them really kind of crack through that upper half of the table, but they are coming off of a midweek challenge cup win against Chicago Red Stars 2-0 and Savannah DeMello still looking like she's the player to watch and keep on your scouting reports. When you're looking at these two teams, are you feeling the makings of a winner, a loser, a draw? What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this is going to be a fun matchup. I'm glad we're starting with this one because as you just mentioned, these both these teams are in good run of form when you talk about Washington Spirit at home, Audi Field. They have not lost this season. They snuck out that one-to-one draw off of a a corner kick last weekend, um, which against Gotham, which was a really good result from them because I don't think they played very well. They were a little uh, unconvincing in the things that they wanted to do and couldn't quite uh, stretch Gotham. But racing is a team who I feel like has finally found their form. Kim Bjorkagren has talked for over the last year and a half how he wants his team to play. And Sandra, they finally have pieces to be able to play. And because of that, I think it's simplified actions with Jalen Howell. She doesn't have to do as much. So she can just sit, um, defend. She wins tackles. She wins aerial duels. She, Her upside, the things she's good at are on more display. So this is a long way of saying, I think that Louisville is going to go in there and get a win against Washington. And this is why I know I'm, I'm going with a big upset, I think, for a lot of people right away. The spirit looked um, and I, I think they'll have a bounce back, but they Gotham took away the space in behind. So they could not transition quickly. And I think racing is going to take that and say, all right, we're going to put that to play here. We're not going to give Trinity Rodman actually hatch the ability to go quickly in transition, um, deny them central spaces. And then this racing side is going to be good in possession and find a way to utilize the left side. Cause you said this, I can't remember which week it was maybe last week or the week before I was listening to you guys. And you were saying if, like what else does Louisville have? Because they like to go down the left side, right? DeMello loves that pocket on the left. So I, I think that racing is going to find a way to isolate DeMello a little bit more, be shift a little to playing more on the right so they can switch the point of attack and really attack the left in some pockets of space. But this is going to be a, a fun one at Audi Field. I know the fans there have been amazing, and I just think this one's going to have really good energy. But I think that I think Louisville is going to come in and get a good result. Uh, 
Sorry, I think I think if you if you look at things on paper, that yeah. Spirit are probably the team to run away with things here. And I love that you're like dropping hints that you definitely are one of our avid listeners because I'm with you. I, I think I've said before a couple of times on the show that um, there's footage out of DeMello. The scouting yeah. report is there. Teams can prepare for that. Um, maybe they want to, you know, do something to, 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 to kind of eliminate her impact on the pitch. Um, and I'm with you in terms of talking about the home side a little bit in terms of audio field. I don't know if we've actually had the opportunity to highlight that a little bit. It's the first yeah. year we're actually playing in audio field, calling that their home arena. And there's only a certain amount of, of facilities, I think, in the league that you can look at and say that's a home field advantage. And I think in this first half of the season, the fans there and, and respectfully the team have, have made it a difficult place to play in. So I like your, your spoiler pick in this game. I think racing might try to come into this game and punch a bit above their weight to mm -hmm. say, hey, we belong in that upper half of the table, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to get a win. I do like out of this challenge cup, what we saw in terms of the adjustments. I think it's, it's massive to see uh, Uchenna Canoe get on the score line in the score sheet for racing. This is a player that they were very excited about obtaining over the off season, myself included. I wanted to see, you know, this, this high flying scoring ability from, from this player. Um, and I know she's happy to finally get in the score sheet too, just that, you know, as we're, just what 50 some days or 50 days out from the world cup and so she wants to get going for nigeria as well so there's a lot to build off of mm -hmm. this midweek but i'm a little bit fixated on it jordan i'm wondering if maybe the turnaround might be a little bit too much it's not super lengthy travel but it, it matters right. in the midweek so i don't know if there's going to be enough here um for racing to to go out and truly disappoint, but I yeah. think they do have the makings of a draw, and I'm going to open up, not so much as a spoiler, I'm going to open up our picks with a draw in this right. one with the spirit and racing going head-to-head. -head. Let's pivot. Let's talk a big rivalry. The Cascadia rivalry. OL Reign versus Portland Thorns. This one kicking off on Saturday at 8pm Eastern as well, but you can catch the action on CBS Sports Network. So make sure you tune in because you never want to miss when these two teams go head to head. We're talking about Challenge Cup recaps as well. Old Rain coming off of a massive midweek Challenge Cup win against San Diego Wave. Let's chat a little bit about that and our preview of this match. Does that uh, impact your pick you know, to win or lose or draw in this one, Jordan, who'd you got in this one and why? I think, I think it's interesting now that the challenge cup is, is within the season. We're seeing the depth of teams a lot more on display because they have to manage these midweek games in the midst of some really challenging games. OL rain played angel city. And then now they're playing a big Cascadia rivalry with a midweek game. So how do you rotate? And I think, they did a really good job, and and so did Portland in in the midweek of utilizing their depth. I love for Portland that Izzy Dequila went in there and turned up. I was hoping she was going to get a start, and she did. She gets the assist, which was like such a chef's kiss yeah. pass yeah. on that. Um, and then a little flick. I, I think what we saw from both of the teams is they're deep. 
and they can still play when they're deep. Um, for O.L. Reign, I love the play of uh, Athens, Olivia Athens, centrally. She is just such a creative outlet for them, and we don't see that on display in regular season often, but we really saw on display. And I thought Jordan Heidema had a good game. But with that being said, I don't think Jordan Heidema starts this game. I think they start with Elise Bennett, who has looked really good for them in – being a target forward, Rain love to cross the ball. You know that, Sandra. They love themselves a good cross with Huerta on the side, with Megan Rapino on the other side. This is a cross-dominant team. And Elise Bennett, I think right now, is a little bit better at a runs in the box to be effective for this Rain squad. She's a bigger target. She can hold the ball up. She drifts a little bit less than Heidema. So I'm thinking they're starting with Bennett. But this is going to be an interesting rivalry. This is now, I think, the 35th meeting I read. Yeah, 35th meeting between these two teams. There's been 84 yellow cards between in this these regular season matchups in Cascadia rivalry. Um, there's going to be 40,000-plus people there because they opened it up. It's a doubleheader with Seattle Sounders and the Portland Timbers. So this is going to be wild. Um I think that this is going to be a draw, but it's going to be a high-scoring draw. Okay. A high-scoring like draw because OL Reign have been giving up goals at home, but they just showed us, and they showed us a couple weeks ago, they can score a lot of goals at home, and they've kind of found their groove. And, I mean, Portland is so difficult. You manage Sophia Smith while Crystal Dunn punishes you. You take away Crystal Dunn. Well, here's Olivia Moultrie being one of the best players in, in the midfield in this league. And then I don't think Sagita gets enough credit for what she does for this Thorn squad. So I'm thinking 2-2, two, 3-3. Two, three, three. We're getting a lot of goals in this. We're getting a lot of goals. I love it. I love the draw, but I love that it's a wild draw. And I I, I think people might hear that pick and, and actually agree with you. They may be like, yeah, that's, that sounds right. You know, these are two teams that yeah. are capable of of cracking through on, on goal and, um, maybe we'll we'll see them, you know, excite the the crowd with with that high flying action. I'm with you on the rain, a hundred percent in terms of how what they're showing um, in that attacking third. They're they're breaking through on goal finally. I, I think it looked maybe in that first quarter of, of this season we were a little bit like oh like there's some of some of those things from 2022 still still haunting them. You know, like what's what's happening here. Um, but you know they've shown I think at this point of the season. And they're capable of delivering a hefty lopsided scoreline. They've had a number of games now that we can look at and say, here's a lopsided scoreline. Here's another and another. Um, and I'm sure they're happy for that as well. You always want to kind of shake off that type of narrative around you as, as a team. And uh, I'm excited for what we're going to witness in terms of the sights and sounds and the environment out of a game like this. This is a very special rivalry. I mean, just listening to you say like, it's going to be the, the 35th meeting all time, but between them, it's just, yeah. we're here. Like we made it. It's like we're 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 past the decade mark, and we're looking at two originals essentially going head to head once again. It's just, just sort of a an iconic fixture, I think, for for us to always take a look at, and uh, it always delivers. And I think with that midweek match, I liked the rotation from Laura 
Harvey. I, I'm with you. And then I hope Elise Bennett gets a, um, a start in this game as well. But there's something about when you have Jess Fishlock on that pitch for this rivalry, when you have Megan Rapino available uh, for this rivalry and what they can bring in these moments. Talk about rising to the occasion, right? I think these are two wow. players who are absolutely going to help set the tone. And I think they knew that. Laura Harvey knew that going in, into this week in terms of mapping out and planning things for wow. their midweek and then their big rivalry along the way. And that's why I'm going to give a light, slightest of edges to O.L. Reign. I'm going to say it's still going to be high scoring, but I think they get that breakthrough and they get all three points. So I, I, I'll be happy either way if we get the goals, if we get the rivalry. Heck, if we get the fouls and the yellows, I'll be, I'll be excited <laughs> for that too. So you've got the draw. I've got, I've got the dub. Um, I think the fouls are guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll have fun when we look at that stat line is as well. Uh, let's let's preview one more game before we take a, a break this episode. Let's chat a little bit about Houston Dash versus Orlando Pride. This one also kicking off on Saturday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. You can catch the action on Paramount Plus. Uh, you know these two teams, a little bit of a rivalry there on their own. I, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna throw it back a, a little bit here. There was several seasons ago where the the league went ahead and they broke things down regionally and they tried to have more games to help offset travel. And Houston and Orlando were two of the teams that played each other pretty often. So there's some there's some good footage in old film between these two sides. But I'm curious what the 2023 edition is going to look like between the two of them. We've got uh, Orlando coming off of a bit of an unbeaten streak that was snapped with a loss uh, to, to Chicago. And Houston Dash coming off of a win. Sanchez and Ordonez kind of showing that they still have this, this chemistry with each other and breaking through on goal. Uh, do you have uh, someone who's maybe a clear winner in this one, Jordan, or you think there's going to be some fine margins in between the lines there? Yeah, I really, I do think there's going to be fine margins, but I think the big question marks are on Houston and not on Orlando because Orlando has shown it took them a little bit in this season to get some kinks out of the way that they wanted to play Sandra. And I, I think with Seb Hines, he is a footballer like at heart and he, his time playing, he really knew how he wanted this team to play. And it was their own mistakes that were putting them out of games early on in the season, bad passes in the defensive third leading to quick transitions and goals against. But what happens with teams who want to play? We're seeing that with them. Louisville, I would say North Carolina is a lot, a lot around there too. These teams, seven, eight, nine games into the season start to look really good. And I think this pride squad is starting to look really good, convincing in the way that they play, have been playing um, with Abello centrally and um, her, and she's done a really good job for them. I would say the question marks for Houston are where I want to start. Or really dig in. Houston are not good at home. And they have the worst record at home. And this is a shocking. I, I see someone in the chat talking about how hot it is in Houston. They should have such an yeah. advantage because they're there all the time. And this is something that Sam Lady is like, we've looked over the previous years and we are not good at home. So they have started to try to figure out a way that they can make home games look like away games. And I, I, I would imagine they implement this because this is a team they very well should get a result against. Orlando Pride in Houston should be a result for Houston, especially when you're talking about how good Houston can be going forward. But the biggest question mark, Sandra, 
is why hasn't this front three worked out with Sanchez, Ordonez, and Salmon? You look at those three, those that's exactly what you want in a front line. Salmon has the speed and pace to go in behind. Ordonez holds the ball up, is the best target in the box, in the league. And then Maria Sanchez can play a ball on a dime. And they are not scoring enough goals. And I think the game over the last weekend where they get the two to nothing result, Ordonez gets a, you know, it, it was a beautiful combination between Sanchez and Ordonez to get the goal. That's going to give them confidence, but they have to figure that out. And, and that, if those three figure out a way to work together, cause they haven't been playing together that much, but if they do get the start, um, this would be a big game for them because I think this back line, although Pride have been solid with Madrill and Montefusco now at center backs, but if they can pull apart this back line a little bit with their runs off the ball, they could find some success. And I'm really just curious, Houston, how are you going to get it done at home? Um, so I'm going Pride with the victory because of just how how it's gone at home for Houston. But um if Houston figure it out tonight, then that could set them up for some success at home in the future. No, I, I'm with you 100%. Uh, I think we were just talking about narratives that maybe followed have followed teams a little bit from 2022 into yeah. 2023. And while the rain had maybe shook theirs off a little bit, Houston's is following them. They were also an excellent team on the road last year, and they're proving that they can go and rack up results when they're away from Houston. And maybe that's not always a you know a good thing. While it's while it's great to get results where you can get them, you still want to have that concept of of making it a tough place yeah. to play while at home. And I think it's it's funny to to have everyone joining us and a lot of people mentioning how it's it's summer. It's in the summer in Texas. It's going to be tough. It doesn't matter if this kickoff is going to be at at eight eight p.m. or eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. It's still going to be warm even when the sun just starts to to, to yeah. go down. And I think um, when we're looking at these two teams going head to head, Orlando's no strangers to that. I mean, we've heard so, some similar things. Right. And when it comes to playing out in Florida, sometimes you have to deal with some um, some some rain that comes on and off some weather delays you have to deal with some of the humidity in certain aspects when you do that and that's a team that I think has tried to embrace that a little bit and make uh -huh. sure that it's difficult and play into that you know yeah. for if you're uh, going up against them at home so I don't think the pride are going to be intimidated by a warm weather match in Houston I definitely think they're going to be motivated off of the result that they just dropped. I mean, if we're just looking at that loss that they had against Chicago Red Stars, a very narrow L that they took on the road, 1-0. I know that they were looking at those stat lines at the end and saying, how? Yeah. How in the world? And I guess the answer is Alyssa Nair, right? We yeah. have all the footage and the highlights to see that. But there was so much there for this team to take out of that match, to still feel that momentum, to still have all of those good things from a loss to kind of take in and roll into the next one and capitalize on those things, hopefully. And I'm with you. I think we're going we're gonna to go two for two here. I'm going with the pride on the road as well. I just like what they're putting together. And I think there's, a, there's, a, there's something to be said, I think, about a team that's trying to build over the course of a long season. And wow. for the pride, even though they are – kind of in this this water or this uh, uh, this bubble of what's considered a rebuild or a retooling kind of year, they're showing us that they, at the very least, that they have the pieces yeah. to compete. And they might, 
along the way spoil uh, some things down the road of this long season. And this midway point that we're approaching, I think, is a really good phase of the season to try to really lock into the tactics and the team identity that you are trying to push forward. And that coaching staff in Orlando has absolutely laid out the map for the team. And it just feels like the players that they have in place now have bought into that and are executing those tactics moving forward. I love that you mentioned the center back duo. You know, we love to talk about defenders on attacking third Madrill no longer looks like that wide eyed rookie that we saw in those early weeks. She looks comfortable in her role. Montefusco has probably played a little bit of a role in there. It's helpful to have an experienced veteran to play off of. And I just really, really like this early glimpse and look at this potentially beautiful spine that they've got going on, whether it starts with that center back duo, whether they um, rotate uh, Villa Corta or Tim Rack in the mix all the way through Marta and then possibly Messiah Bright, right? For the fitness. It's it's yeah. really fun to see um, even when they're drawing a narrow result. Yeah. And I would say that also what helps is they've solidified their goalkeeper on mm-hmm. Warhouse is now playing and they were rotating at the beginning of the year. So they're, that also is why they have such a good run right now. They're not giving up a lot of goals because there's cohesion in what they know they're going to start game in and game out when it comes to regular season play. So um, I'm with you. I like what they're building there. I'm interested in how much Hines is getting out of some of these players and you're seeing players develop right in front of your eyes, which is, is really a cool thing to see. Yeah, I love that we're both we're closing out this first half or this first portion of uh of the episode both Gore and the Pride. I think I think we're it's gonna come down to to taxes and it sounds like the coaching staff in Orlando has there together and Houston's are still trying to figure theirs out, unfortunately. Stick with us. We're gonna take a quick break and we've got some more games to make some predictions. We'll be back after a quick Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right 
Let's keep making some NWSL picks. Let's preview some of these matches. Let's talk a little bit about Kansas City Current versus North Carolina Courage. This one kicking off Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Of course, you can catch all the action on CBS Sports platforms, including Paramount+. Plus. Ah, Jordan, I, it pains me when we get ready to talk wow. about the current. I think we got to start there, right? Yeah. They're the hosts in this one. They're going up against the Courage side that and we were just talking about this a little bit with Orlando, a team that's in a certain phase of their organization and their franchise. Uh, they're in a bit of a retooling and rebuilding year themselves. Lots of first-year players, players who are, uh, you know, looking to get build on extended minutes. Um, but they are entering a stretch of the season where it looks like they are bought in and they are trying to execute those tactics. And then we've got the, they're going up against the current now where we're left with more questions week in and week out. Do you have a winner in this one? Do you have a loser in this one? Yes. And yes, I do have a winner and a loser. (laughs) And I am going with North Carolina winning at Kansas city current. So there, there's a lot of big storylines. I think probably the biggest one is Davinia's playing her former team where she scored 51 goals Mm -hmm. against North Carolina and uh, Davinia is a big name player. So this for her probably has a little bit um, of extra. She wants to beat her old team. I would imagine we see a really good performance from her, but I want to stick with the current and talk about what's going on there because this has been really, I think a, a little bit confusing for a lot of people and being such a good form and what they were doing to, okay, what is happening? I think each game they're going from a four back to a three back to back to a four back. They're, they can't seem to find stability in their defensive posture, which is not confusing to me because they don't have Elizabeth ball. Addison Merrick plays in the three back. So there's one center back, but then they lost Kristen Edmonds, who was their big center back last year with the experience. Their back line lost all of its experience. And Alex Loera played in there a little bit. She's been injured. So you miss the bite that she had. And, um, a little bit of that grit that she added to this team, whether it was as a holding mid or a center back in their three back last year. So when they do play in a three back, I think it's confusing to them because last year they were so expansive in that three, five, two or three, five, two, one or three, four, two, one that when they get in that three back, they want to do that again this year, but they can't with the players that they have. And so then they go to the four back, but then you have two rookie center backs, Sandra and Soto and Robinson as center backs. And I think these players have a really big future, but it's a lot of pressure to put on two rookies to play against um, some of these forwards and attackers in NWSL. So I think there's confusion within what they're trying to do and trying to execute. And I feel like I've seen it from them on the field. There are moments where it looks like they're thinking about what's the right move next instead of just playing the game. And so I think for current, they they need to play in the five back or the three back. But can Vanessa Bernardo get on the ball a little bit more? Can they drop someone a little bit deeper next to her to be able to help them through build up and possession? Because they can't ever get out of their five back if they don't move the ball up the field. So they've been really stuck in this defensive posture and then just hoped that a long ball will get them out of it. One thing I'm excited about, Sandra, is we might see more time from Kristen Hamilton and she can really add a different dynamic because if they do get so defensive, 
there's an outlet who is different than CC Kaiser who can hold the ball different than Michelle Cooper, because I think Cooper can be that eventually, but she's just young and Hamilton knows this league more than anybody. She can hold and allow players to join her. So that's maybe the moment I can help them having that outlet, but it's been pretty dire for this current squad, which we were on such a high from them. Everybody like this was going to be the best team of the league this year. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think, um, you know, mentioning Kristen Hamilton, I think is one of those, those silver linings, I think for, for Kansas city current, especially if you're a fan of the team and you're sort of just looking and waiting for that moment, that moment when you could say, okay, this is it. We're going to turn this ship around and we're going to get going. Um, she's building on her minutes, right. But, um, so I'm curious to see, um, you know, what's going to be, uh, what her minute, uh, minute load is going to look like in, in a game like this. Cause again, another player going up against a former team. Um, I know folks are excited about the possibility of, of, uh, her play, not just along CC Kaiser, as you, as you mentioned, but you know, with the as well, those are two players who played together for a long time in North Carolina. What's that going to look like once they finally get going. Right. But we still come back to that defensive end of the pitch for, for this team. And I think, while we're talking about things that, you know, uh, tape that's out there on the scouting report that is out there for, for the current it's, it's uh, tough to to take a look at right now at this moment. I think you got, like you mentioned the two rookies, I think they kind of, um, they overachieved a little bit. I think maybe in that early quarter of, uh, of the season where there were maybe a couple narrow score lines or narrow losses and where they kind of showed some promise, but I'm with you. That's a, to put on two first-year players, and then you're asking them to do that in front of a different goalkeeper week to week. Um, that's also been a yeah. struggle as, as well for this team. So while I think there's exciting things to take a look at or try to pull the thread from uh, on the attacking side of things for the current, I think you still look at that other phase uh, and component for this team, and you just still have a lot of, of question marks about what that's going to look like moving forward. And if this is a team that is maybe – trying to lean into those those silver linings, those positive things that they have on this team, which is the attacking component <laughs> of it all, then I, th- I think they're going to struggle in a game like this against a team, against the Courage, who never want to give you the ball. So if you are trying to lean into your good things, and like that's the return of Kristen Hamilton or CeCe Kaiser, Dabinia, mm-hmm. et cetera, how are you going to make them a factor if you do not get them the ball? Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm also going with the courage in this game as well. I think, again, North Carolina Courage, part of one of those uh, clusters of teams who are trying to show that they are on the right path, that they're laying brick by brick as a team back as a contender after they've gone through some things in some various off seasons and they're trying to show where here to compete. And I think this is a game that they can go in on the road and take a win. Uh, I think they've got some things with the, besides, you know, wanting to be uh, a, a team that has the ball, that has the possession, they want to do good things with that as well. And I think as they're starting to, to build this chemistry a little bit more with, with Tyler Lucy along that top line, with obviously mm-hmm. Caroline in her second year with this team is showing that she's evolving as a player in this league as well. I think timing is sometimes everything. And I think it's a really good time for to be a player on the courage because they're all putting things together. Yeah. And I 
they've got the makings of a win in this one as well. So we went into the break going with the same team. We're coming out of this one with the same pick as well. Let's talk a little bit about Gotham FC versus San Diego Wave. This one kicks off on Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. You can catch the action on CBS Sports Network. Make sure you tune on in because this has the good ones. Every time we get a chance to maybe talk about two upper half table teams going head to head, I think at this point, as we're approaching the halfway mark, you have to wonder in the back of your head, is it going to be a playoff preview? Who knows? Maybe it could be. So I'm looking at these two teams. Gotham, they have a second consecutive week under their belt now as number one. Do you think San Diego Wave have enough here to knock them off? Who are you going with, Jordan? Gotham. Gotham. Easy. At home. I Last I heard 11,000 at Red Bull Arena. Let's go, Gotham fans. And New Jersey, New York area, which, um, Sandra, I'm just going to re- tell you right now and everybody listening, I just realized that the New Jersey, New York symbol in <laughs> Gotham, like I always thought it was just an NY, and now I see the J. And so that was last week, I think, I realized. Nice. Um, nice. So I am now up to date on all logos in NWSL. Um, <laughs> Gotham is you don't know what you're going to get from them when they come out. And this is something that one Carlos Almaros, we saw him do this in Houston. He has a structure, but as the team develops and they understand what they, what he wants of them defensively, they, they can attack you in so many different ways that Bruninha, their outside right back scored a goal on the left side of the box, cutting it inside to her right foot. Like why is she there? Why was she there? And it was a beautiful goal. And their second goal that ends up getting called for a handball last weekend was probably the my favorite goal I have seen. It was a diving header from um, Yasmin Ryan. But mm-hmm. the buildup, like they they can hit you. They they switch the way that they're attacking, which is so difficult to defend because you expect if a team is building up, they're doing it in this pattern, and then they go to this last, um, you know, they get this result. Well, they'll build up in this pattern and then they'll cut the ball across and totally go against the grain. And as a defensive team, you're like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. And you scramble. I love the way this team is playing. Them in North Carolina right now are my, my two favorite teams to watch because you don't really know what to expect from them. So I think Gotham is going to, is going to handle business for, San Diego, can they be effective now that Korniak, I think it will get some more playing time. She got about 60 minutes Wednesday. She's back fit and healthy. And we know that how they want to play when Korniak's in there. Um, Alex Morgan had six goals against Gotham last year. So I think if you're a San Diego team, you're pretty, or a fan, you're pretty excited that, um, you know, Alex has a good run of form against them. And sometimes that's very telling as a forward. You don't know why, but you just score goals against certain teams. So this one's going to have the, this is going to be, I know Cascadia rival is going to be best energy. This is going to be second best energy of the the weekend because it's going to be a good game. Both teams are going to have moments where they really are trying to play, but I think Gotham is going to bring a little too much creativity in the way that they attack for the San Diego team to be able to handle. I'm with you. I, I think, look, it's it's the headliner game of Sunday, right? It's got all the attention on it. I mentioned you could watch it on CBS Sports Network. It's got all these good things built into it and around it. But I'm also going with Gotham for all the aforementioned reasons. I mean, 
hell, if it's just on streak alone, yeah. Gotham has given nobody a reason to pick against them at this point. And just you could keep it as simple as that. But I'm with you. I think their run of form right now is too impressive to to go against them. I look at San Diego and they're coming off of a tough midweek win against O.L. Reign. And I would anticipate that that travel is not something that they were going to look forward to on the road either. And I think that's going to work against them a little bit. Um, even though you've got the great stat line there with, with Alex Morgan and how she's played against Gotham, but this is not that same Gotham team that she no. has scored against <laughs> by any means. Shout out to all of the tickets sold. You love to see it. I know we're excited to see it all play out on the screen, but we're just going to keep it simple. Their run of form is just too good right now, and we're both going Gotham. Easy peasy. I love it when it's like that. Let's talk about the next game. Let's talk about Angel City FC versus Chicago Red Stars. This one actually got rescheduled. This was going to be a, a one on the weekend, but they had to get pivoted to, to Monday. So this one is kicking off on a weekday at wow. 10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you tune in. If you can, I don't know who knows. It's 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 a school night. So maybe <laughs> maybe there might be some folks who are who are is it still school? Uh, I don't know. Some some folks out here are yeah, still probably, probably. Colorado, everybody's out, so I'm oh. just no, there's still some there's, there's still some people hanging on in Chicago. That's why I'm like, hold on, it's still not quite, we're not quite there yet. But we'll we'll see what what comes out of this one. Um, does that weigh in to your pick for this week at all, Lisa? Or excuse me, Jordan, is, is the rescheduling of everything, or the travel for Chicago, or the or the or the or the recent result in Challenge Cup for Angel City? play into a pick for you in this one do you have a winner loser or a draw in this one this one was probably the toughest of the weekend for me to pick a yeah. result because angel city we don't really know who's available they've yeah. they've had a lot of injuries they've been dealing with some covid protocols so who's available for angel city and i think we're at the point where we're going to see more of those players back um june endo did have a you know not a, a knee injury. I, I heard it wasn't anything ACL related, but had a big brace on her knee, her knee during their last match this week. Um, so that's a big loss for them, but angel city at home, we saw Julie Ertz get some minutes uh, in Portland midweek, which is going to be good for them. They scored two goals against Portland, which they came back. So they're right there. The, the drive, I think of this Angel City squad is a real positive for them in the midst of some difficult moments. So they get Ertz back positive. Sydney LaRue has been on the bench for two games in a row. And what a perfect time to debut her against the Chicago Red Stars at home in the stadium Monday night. Um, this is going to be, I think, Angel City come away with a win in this one. The Red Stars have not figure it's been difficult for them this has been a really difficult season and there's a lot of things happening that I think we as outsiders say okay you could solve this by just bringing in a couple players well who's going to bring in players when there's no owner of the team yeah that's the big that's the big issue right now I think because there's spots that could be filled and I think players that could fill them right now um so can Chicago find their way into another good performance. Cause I would say they've had a couple of good performances in a row. Haven't had the losses like they have had, but um, no Penelope Hawking in their last game with a leg injury. 
Shayna Matthews did get some time that could really help them in some of the experience that this team lacks, especially up front. Um, but I, they need to have their big Chicago in order to stay in this game, need to have Nagasato, Ricaro, those players in the midfield. And then Davidson and Kruger have just good, solid games, keep the ball, keep possession um, and don't give away anything too sloppy because you know, you know, you know, Alyssa Thompson will punish you if, <laughs> if you do. Yeah. Look, I, I think there's uh, enough in, in their more recent games that you could look at and say, what are the good things that you're taking away? And for yeah. Chicago, obviously, it's it's a win, right? They get a win yeah. in their first in, in over a month. Even even with Angel City in, in in that recent loss, there were some good things within that that they could take away and, and build on at home. I, I think you're hitting it right on the head in terms of um, – it might come down to who's available for this match really on, on both sides of the ball here. But I think if, if Sydney LaRue is in anywhere close to getting some minutes uh, for Angel City, that's going to be capital P problems for <laughs> Chicago Red Stars, especially Julie Ertz. If we saw, I mean, I, I was so curious to, to see your reaction to that too, because you were like, I don't know if we're going to see her play on turf in, in Ireland. And she came in towards the end and it was like, all right, let's try to make a game of it. And, and they did. They really, really did. So I'm very, I'm very curious about all of these things. There's, there's also all those kind of storylines going into this one, too. Right. We've got Ricaro returning uh, to Angel City and playing against, uh, mm -hmm. you know, her former club. We've got, uh, you know, Sarah Gordon and Julie Ertz, you know likely to play against their former club as well for, for the first time. Like there's all these little things in between the lines that I think folks can take a look at, but you know, I think at the end of the day, Jordan, it comes down to who's going to be able to get the ball in the back of the net. And I just think that angel city has a little bit more to their advantage in this one, especially if McCaskill is going to get those extended minutes in this game versus what she didn't see in uh, the challenge cup midweek. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. I think the rotation is there enough for Angel City. And I don't look at these two teams and say, these are two teams with a ton of depth. I think you could look at them. They had the least to sort of start this first half of the season. But I think for right now, at this phase of this moment, in this particular matchup, that also goes to Angel City in terms of the edge. So I've got them with a win in this one as well, despite Chicago coming in off of a really big, emotional, probably motivating type of win that they just had against Orlando. So it's a tough place to play in Los Angeles. And uh, I think there's going to be some some factors there that they have to build up against. Um, I don't know if this one's going to be a wild, you know, scoreline, but I do think Angel City is going to get the win. So that's funny. I think when, I think we went for each each team for the win in this second section of our episode. You'll love to see it. Um, we'll definitely we'll definitely have to talk about if we were correct in our picks. Don't worry, I jotted them all down. Lisa, let me borrow her notebook. So uh, we'll go over him on the recap when we get a chance. But don't leave us. We're going to preview the Women's Champions League final really quickly before we close out the episode. So we'll be back after a quick break. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. All right, let's chat about the UWCL final. It's kicking off on Saturday, June 3rd, 10 a.m. Eastern. You can watch it on CBS Sports Network. We've got all kinds of great stuff lined up for everyone, so make sure you tune in. We've got pre- and post-game coverage, analysis. We've got it all for you. And we're going to chat about Barcelona and Wolfsburg. We've got two heavyweights going head-to-head for Europe's biggest crown. Jordan, who are you feeling in this one and why? I loved hearing you during the semis and all of the great coverage that we had around those knockout rounds. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about these two teams. Okay. Well, I loved covering that. And I just saw the lineup for the final and it's going to be fire. So a really good panel there. Um, breaking this one all down for you guys. And it, it just really starts your day, right, Sandra? You just watch this in the morning and then you're just all women's soccer all day long, which we love. I, I'm conflicted with this because Barcelona is has one of the best forms of any team probably ever. They have scored over 100 goals in their league. They get to the final by beating Chelsea in a really convincing way. So this Barcelona team gives you a lot to handle, especially with Graham Hansen and the way that she can float and drift and and find ways to punish you. But I'm going to say it again. I said it on the broadcast when we were after the Wolfsburg won. I think Wolfsburg is just tactically so much more sound and they will be able to put a really good game plan together versus Barcelona. They've now had a few a month to be able to figure out how they're going to face Barcelona and slow them down. Barcelona really heavily attacks their left side of the field. So I think Wolfsburg is going to say, all right, we're going to figure out a way to mitigate that, maybe even stop them from getting to the left side. But then in transition, this Wolfsburg team can be great. Uh, Payor has eight goals this year in Champions League. Phenomenal forward for them. And their midfield is just rock, rock solid. I got I got to go Wolfsburg. It's a one-off game. I think it's going to be really tight and might even have some extra time included in it. This is going to be but, – but it's exactly what you want for a final. It's in Eindhoven. Oh. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, but I think this is going to be a lot tighter game than Barcelona has been in, and I think that might pose them a challenge. 
Yeah, no, I, I, look, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think if we look at the look back at those uh, semifinal rounds uh, for Barcelona specifically, I think you could say, like, listen, Chelsea really gave them a, a run there. You know, it wasn't like they came out there and they absolutely dominated or thwomped them and sent them home, you know, on a really lopsided scoreline. That's, that's not necessarily what happened. Although, I think on the other side of that coin, you could say, what great preparation for going up against the Wolfsburg in a final you know, it's like they can sustain a certain amount of things. They can, they can um, figure out a way to to unlock a really organized performance in, in, in front of them. And that's, I think, something that Wolfsburg can present to, to Barcelona. But I think you look at those pieces that they have, all these different players who can provide that sort of X factor that, you know, players that you have to account for at any moment and any second on the pitch. And I think that goes the way towards Barcelona. You give them the edge. I mean, Carolyn Graham. Hampton, we saw what kind of semi semifinals she provided for Barcelona. And this is a player who just tends to rise to this type of occasion for Barcelona. She's got highlights for this team all across the board, but especially within Champions League fixtures. I think the return of Alexia Puteas, I think, is something that they can also be yes. motivated by. Even if those minutes are are limited or restricted, depending on how and, and how far she can go. Uh, but I think that doesn't really matter because you look at the form of Bonmati and everything that she's provided for Barcelona in that middle third in the absence uh -oh. of Puteas. I just think there's a, a lot more there for Barcelona. So I'm with you in that. I think it's going to be a bit more of a competitive game. I think that, that people might anticipate. I think they might look at all that star power and say, Oh, this is going Barcelona, but I don't know if it goes that way that easily yeah. um, just because of Wolfsburg and the pieces that they have and their experience as well. And they're going to be equally motivated. You know, they're on the hunt for, for their third title, their first yeah. since 2014, you know, and they've been back to this dance a few times and have had to walk away empty handed. So I think we're going to be in for a real treat. Uh, but I think ultimately when it's all done and dusted, I think it might go Barcelona's way, but yeah. let us know who you've got in the UWCL final, throw it in the chat. You know, we always want to hear from you. Do you have, Barcelona or Wolfsburg. Are you going to watch on CBS Sports Network? Tune in to all the pregame and postgame and halftime coverage and analysis and content. I know you will. I know you're going to join us uh, because we appreciate it when you all join us on Attacking Third. But that's a wrap for us today, this morning. Thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. So, so subscribe at youtube.com slash attacking third. And we'll be back with the recap of the matches that we made picks on. So stay tuned for Sandra Rita and Jordan Angeli. This was Attacking Third. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I'm a I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.